You're listening to Good on the Ground. Good on the Ground. Good on the Ground. Good on the Ground. You're listening to Good on the Ground from the Story Exchange. We see Common Market as an important role in rebuilding that regional food infrastructure so that small farmers can actually get their food to market at an affordable price. You know, I buy blueberries in, from Fresh Direct in New York, and they're coming from Guatemala. <laughs> I mean, it's, how does that even make sense? But it's cheaper. That's what's so crazy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Colleen DeVace. And I'm Sue Williams. This is The Story Exchange. And that voice you just heard is entrepreneur Tatiana Garcia Granados of The Common Market. And she was talking to us about the broken food distribution system in this country. Which she is trying to fix. No biggie. (laughs) Yeah, she's clearly an (laughs) underachiever. But for all you listeners who wonder why the apples in your grocery store come from New Zealand, instead of the struggling family-owned farm that's maybe 20 miles away, we're spending this episode delving into the problem. And talking with someone trying to solve it, starting in her Philadelphia community. She's doing good on the ground, using the power of business to tackle one of today's most pressing social issues. If you want to hear how one person can make a difference, give this podcast a listen. Wait, wait, wait. That's not actually the sound we're going to hear yet. Our story begins not in the rural countryside, but actually urban Philadelphia. Specifically, the Strawberry Mansion neighborhood. Here's Tatiana. My husband and I uh, discovered this amazing neighborhood, and we were able to buy a house. The neighborhood was once home to jazz musician John Coltrane. And we fixed it up, and um, it's right near the park, and it's a beautiful old historic house. This was back in 2002. Tatiana was just finishing up her MBA at University of Pennsylvania's Elite Wharton School. Yeah, and we fell in love with the neighborhood, and as we were spending more and more time there, we also became aware of um, how much um, need there was. The neighborhood is charming with colorful murals and a tight-knit family feel. So it was a neighborhood that, like in the 50s, the African-Americans, when they started to have more opportunities and the, the Great Migration, moved into this neighborhood. But by the early 2000s, there was a lot of blight. So this was around the time when um, the, the mayor of Philadelphia had this big initiative to um, demolish the abandoned houses. Once you've you know, gotten rid of these eyesore problem houses, there's just a lot. And so the question was, what do you do with these lots? Tatiana and her husband, Hailey Johnson, started a nonprofit with the goal of bringing resources like community gardens into their neglected neighborhood. I mean, we started really small by just doing gardens with the kids in the neighborhood and connecting with the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society. Things soon snowballed. One of the most popular activities that we did with, with the kids was healthy cooking classes. At one point, they had 80 kids enrolled. And we would take four or five kids on the bus downtown to the public market, buy food from the farmers, um, bring it back to the rec center, and then cook these huge feasts on you know, burners on tables. And the kids loved it. The public market Tatiana is referring to is the Reading Terminal Market, famous in downtown Philly. For the kids growing up in Strawberry Mansion, it's really eye-opening for them to, you know, to take a short bus ride downtown and to just see all, you know, all of those colors and <laughs> flavors and smells. 
But after a few months, Tatiana realized something. You know, this is kind of crazy. Like, if there's no, if the kids want to actually, you know, teach their parents or take what they're learning home and prepare food for their families, there's no place in our neighborhood where they can buy this food. Like many city neighborhoods, Strawberry Mansion has a lot of corner shops. We call them bodegas here in New York. Yeah, exactly. It's the type of place that sells potato chips and a lot of processed foods. But not fresh fruits or vegetables. Yeah. And unlike, say, a gentrifying urban neighborhood with affluent white residents. Brooklyn comes to mind. Yeah. You don't see the big green grocers moving in. We're relying so much on, on markets, and then when, when you have pockets of either you know, low density or, or high poverty, there's like kind of no incentive for people to, to create supermarkets. Think Safeway, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Or you know, other interventions that would get healthy food into the communities. As a newly minted MBA, Tatiana decided to investigate the problem. How could she get fresh fruit and vegetables into her neighborhood? What frustrated her was the knowledge that, not far from Strawberry Mansion's gritty streets, within a hundred mile radius, or often less, wait for it, <laughs> in Pennsylvania's nearby rolling countryside, there were plenty of family farms producing the eggs and uh, grains and, uh, and of course, the fruits and vegetables that everyone thinks of when you hear local food. But here's the problem. Our agricultural system has just become bigger and bigger, and so, so it's cheaper to get a truckload of food from California than it is to get a pallet from upstate New York to New York City. What Tatiana is talking about here, yes, is the consolidation, basically, that has happened over the last 75 years or so in U.S. agriculture and food distribution. According to the USDA Census of Agriculture, about 8% of farms account for more than 60% of agriculture sales. Right. That means a small number of large farm operations really dominate. Exactly. The system now favors big players, giant farms, mass retail. So the old infrastructure, which used to connect small grocery stores and local farmers, is terribly broken. Our system is just so built on big. I mean, if there was that, that line, the get big or, or get out in the 50s, and so everything in our agriculture just grew in that, in that way. In 2008, Tatiana, her husband Haile, and a longtime advocate of farmers' markets named Bob Pearson began working on an ambitious project. They named it the Common Market. To rebuild the regional food infrastructure. The Common Market is a nonprofit distributor of local farm food. Uh, we make the connection between local farms in our region to the institutions and get the food into the communities that need the food the most. We've been sharing the story of Tatiana Garcia Granados, who, by the way, grew up on a farm in Guatemala. Yes, her family came here to this country in 1981. Tatiana grew up with things like fresh coconuts, and so she wanted her family and others in Strawberry Mansion to have the same access to fresh produce. Not just because it tastes good, but because it's critical to public health. More than 40% of Philadelphia's children are overweight or obese. We have some tape of Tatiana and her husband speaking at Innovation Idea Lab. It's a series at WGBH Boston about how they envision the common market connecting two marginalized groups. Here's Hailey Johnston. On one side, you have multi-generational, sustainable family farms 
that are disappearing at alarming rates, largely because of a lack of access to uh, fair and transparent markets. And then on the other side... Just an hour and a half down the road in communities like Strawberry Mansion, you have people who are suffering from diet-related disease uh, at astounding rates, uh, really because good food just doesn't exist. So the fundamental vision for the common market is... Um, How can we connect these two communities? How can we really create relationships through trade of good food in a way that uh, brings back health and wealth to our region? The solution they came up with is impressive. We have a 50,000 square foot warehouse in North Philadelphia with giant uh, five zones of, of different temperatures of refrigeration. About half of the food that we sell is delivered by the farmers. And then another half is coming in on our trucks. So we have a fleet of five trucks that's, um, that's out you know, six days a week. They pick up at some farms and bring that product back. We shot a video at the warehouse. You can watch it at thestoryexchange.org. And it's a flurry of activity. A farmer and his son arrive with a truck full of eggs fresh that morning. Workers are loading pallets, sorting crates of vegetables and fruit in the huge cold storage rooms and scanning items on their computerized inventory system. And then their staff packs the orders and then the the trucks are loaded and then they leave early in the morning to make deliveries to all the, the loading docks, like at schools and hospitals. Note that she said schools and hospitals. Like any good MBA, Tatiana figured out that a key to solving the regional distribution problem is scale. In order to make the food um, accessible and affordable, it needs to be uh, at at a volume that can actually have efficiencies and start to bring some of the prices down. While Tatiana would still like to see her corner shops filled with fresh food, it's simply not cost-effective for local farmers to supply mini-markets with small batches of produce. Farmers are, you know, they're low income too, and they need to, to get a fair price for what they're growing. And it's not going to work if we have low income farmers trying to serve low income consumers. Instead, the common market gets into vendor deals with big food service companies like Sodexo and Aramark, which in turn supply the city's institutional buyers. So working with institutions is a really important part of our theory of change because it it achieves our mission on both sides. One, it creates a market for our farmers because their orders are larger, like a hospital or a public school is making a larger order. Um, And then also they're typically working with some of the more marginalized people in our society. Um, And so we're able to make sure that the food is getting really to everyone. We mentioned earlier that Tatiana co-founded the Common Market back in 2008. When we started it, we, we really bootstrapped it. Today, the Common Market delivers fresh farm food from 80 local farms to hospitals, workplaces, and 26 charter schools, reaching 14,000 kids in the Philadelphia area. That's really impressive. It is. Here's Tatiana speaking at WGBH Boston about the Common Market's impact. Today, it's really nice to walk into um, some of the public urban schools that we work with and to see kids enjoying um, apples from local orchards. 
Um, and they're not just apples to the kids. They're Granny Smiths or they're Stamen Winesaps. And everybody has a favorite variety. <laughs> Those are smart kids. Yes, pretty discerning. But what the common market is trying to do is democratize access to good food while creating new opportunities for farmers. Yeah, and it's, it's really no easy task, particularly when you think about the logistics involved. You need to have a refrigerated warehouse space. You need to have refrigerated trucks. Um, you need very expensive assets in order to do this. And even at a, you know, a larger scale, the, the profit margins are really thin. Like many of the entrepreneurs in our Good on the Ground series, Tatiana chose to structure the common market as a 501c3 nonprofit. We're able to get grants for capital, and then we're also able to, to um, tap into kind of low interest or friendly loans. The common market also generates revenue. When it buys food from farmers, it marks it up before selling it wholesale to buyers. You really need to get to a certain scale before you can break even. Um, for us, that break even point was $1.7 million. We reached that three years ago um, after five years in operation. The success has prompted Tatiana and her team. She now has 35 employees. Mm -hmm. To expand nationwide, starting in Atlanta. And it's the same model of um, building the regional food system there. And the farmland is in South Georgia and Alabama. They already supply Emory and Georgia Tech universities and 12 hospitals. And now Tatiana is doing her due diligence, looking to expand to New York, Chicago, and the central Texas area. One of the big, big challenges right now is trying to go from being a, you know, a pretty small, um, lean startup based in Philadelphia in one location um, and um, by going national, how do we also replicate the culture and the strong culture that we have here. The growth still surprises Tatiana, who was just thinking about bringing fresh food into Strawberry Mansion when she started. She wasn't trying to solve a national problem, but now she very well might. What I love most is just seeing how it's grown from a very simple idea and um, talking with Bob Pearson and Hailey all those years ago and um, when it was really just kind of wacky and out there, nobody understood you know, why it was so important to today. Our thanks to Tatiana Garcia Granados of The Common Market. Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of, or maybe you would. This has been the Story Exchange. If you like this podcast, please share on social media and post a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. And visit our website at thestoryexchange.org, where you'll find news, videos, and tips for women entrepreneurs. Sound editing provided by Nusha Balyan. Interview recorded by Sam Shin. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong.